Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's podcast. Today, I have a special guest, and we are going to be talking about simplifying. Whether we're heading into the holidays or a busy season, or we're just feeling overwhelmed, simplification can be so freeing. But before I introduce our guest, I want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by Teaching Textbooks. It's also brought to you by the Unhurried Homeschooler Mentoring Course. If you are longing to simplify your homeschooling and gain confidence and peace in your homeschooling journey, please check out my online course. I will leave the link in the podcast notes. It is only $37 for eight one to two hour workshops. And there is a private online community where you can join over a hundred other moms who are learning to slow down and savor this time with their kids. So I'm really excited today to jump right into our topic. My guest today is Karen DeBuse. She is a homeschooling mom learning to live more simply and keep God at the center of it all. She is the author of three best-selling homeschool books and writes at Simply Living for Him and Bible-Based Homeschooling. She speaks nationally and locally about homeschooling and her desire for others to clear the clutter from their lives and seek God first. So in 2016, she founded the Simply Living for Him retreat, which is a time of rest and renewal for all women seeking Jesus. She enjoys life on her hobby farm with her husband and four children. Together, they are a work-at-home family pursuing a simple life with purpose and above all, seeking to glorify God in all they do. Amen. I love that. (laughs) Welcome, Karen. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited. We've been trying to do this for a while now (laughs) and finally connected and I'm I'm super excited. Um, But I first heard about you. I don't know if you know this story. Um, no. I heard about you when I checked out your book at the library. You're kidding. I am not kidding. It, oh I, I checked out Called Home years ago and I just, it just resonated with me and I just loved your style of writing and your heart and, and the heart of that book. It, it so resonated with my own heart. And I think, you know, I really think that's the key. You know, we're drawn to others who are kindred spirits mm-hmm. and who put into words what's already in our hearts. And you really mm-hmm. did that in that book. And I Aww. just appreciate it. I didn't know that. That is amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I know from the first time I read your stuff and I, you know, found out about you, you know this, that I thought you were a kindred spirit. I'm like, mm-hmm. we are the same. <laughs> I know. I love it. So and it's, it's great to find people like that. Yeah. And it's so important for moms to recognize that, you know, one of the main ways that God leads us is he leads us to people who articulate like you did, what is already in our hearts. Because sometimes Mm -hmm. we haven't maybe found the words yet or found our way, but it's there. It's that kind of that mom intuition that he gives us. And, and someone, um, he uses someone to draw that out and, um, and I just love your heart for simplicity. And, you know, I often thought I was kind of weird because I have always <laughs> been drawn back to simplifying and mm-hmm. I just kind of went uh, back to Proverbs. I, I was one of those simple minded people, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, you know, it's where I go when I get overwhelmed mm-hmm. and it's helped me to keep my focus clear, but it really does fly in the face of all the crazy amounts of information out there. That make us feel like we have to do it all. And that is, that is the topic that you address so often. Mm -hmm. And um, I just love for you to just um, talk with us a little bit about this. 
Okay, years ago, that was the very first thing that I kind of started with. The, when I was blogging, I was writing about homeschooling, and I was invited to speak um, at this online conference. They were actually looking for new people, like new bloggers, to share their message. And I had been writing about this whole simplifying um aspect of homeschooling and just of life. And so I spoke about it on this little online conference and I could not believe the response that I got. It was like women were looking for someone to say, it's okay not to do everything. Uh It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to have less in your homeschool, but do more real things. And so um, that was really the catalyst for Simply Living for Him, my website and uh, my ministry now. And so over the years, I have continued to um, talk about simplifying and homeschooling. And I had my first book ever that I wrote was called Simply Homeschool, Have Less Clutter and More Joy in Your Homeschool. Mm-hmm. And that was merely this little little PDF book that I put on my website thinking, you know, I'll just have it there for my readers. And um, it was sort of based on what I had been talking about and put it all into this ebook. And some a couple of moms wrote to me and they said, can you make this available on Kindle? I'd like to read on my Kindle. And so I was like, I guess we can figure that out. So my (laughs) husband's like, yeah, sure. I'll figure it out. He's the techie guy. And so I did. And just merely by word of mouth, no, like, I didn't know what I was doing. No marketing plan, no launch party. I didn't even know you were supposed to do that. It was just like, (laughs) I'll put this little thing on, you know, Amazon and um, see what happens. Well, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of copies later, I was just in awe that so many people, it was that message, you know, that they were looking for that, um, we can simplify our homeschool, but it was more than just about simplifying and getting rid of clutter and getting rid of physical clutter and mental clutter, which are the two things I address. It was more than that. It was about getting rid of those things so that we can focus on Jesus. Right. That's really the heart of simplifying for me. Cause you know, that's kind of like a buzzword simplify or minimalist and I'm not a minimalist or, you know, all that. I do have less, I think than many, you know, like, uh, I do with clutter wise and stuff like that, but it's not, it's, it's really a, a heart issue. And so what I always say now at simply living for him is the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. And so in our homeschool, when we, you know, focus on him the most, we don't sort of look at the internet and say, wow, I need to copy what she's doing, or I need that curriculum, or I need this, or I need that. We are able to hear his voice above all the voices that are screaming at us these days. Right. So that's really what um, my my goal is in, in talking about simplifying. Right, right. It's so funny because that just ties right in with the unhurried homeschooler, because the whole idea behind being unhurried is to take the time to listen to what God has for your family above anything else. And really, it does come down to, it always comes down to simplifying. You know, I'm doing this mentoring course right now, and throughout all of the workshops, I talk about, um, I basically are giving moms permission to really Uh, bring it down to the basics and that your child is still going to be okay. And having graduated five, almost six in a few months, it'll be six. um, (laughs) I have seen 
that it works and it's not a method. It's not an approach. It's, it's a, it's, it's, uh, it's like you said, a heart thing where you're just going, Mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do what brings peace in our home. And we can all feel that we know when the peace has been broken and we know Uh when it's starting to get overwhelming. We as moms are sensitive to that. And if Mm -hmm. we ignore it, it is really to the detriment of ourselves and our families, you know, I mean, I think obviously families can survive it, but to thrive, I think we really need to listen to that. And that's why slowing down and listening to um, what God has to say about our homeschooling. And he, and I believe he does that through, one of the ways he does that is through our children, because Mm -hmm. what I have noticed is our kids, I need to watch for their initiative on things. I need to be a student of them. You know, how is God leading our homeschooling in many ways through the children? It's right. interest-led. I, I noticed um, you've been posting things about your youngest son who, yes. did he want goats or something? Yes, and so you we guys got him. goats and, <laughs> oh, we've done the goat thing. And I was like, I do not envy her. I hope she has good fencing. <laughs> oh, no, they're really good goats. I keep good. good. Is there such a thing? Because I don't know. No, they are. Well, at least so far. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, yes, they, they these are little farmer boys. So oh, I love that. You know, yeah, exactly. Interest led homeschooling. I'm like, okay, we've got science down this year because Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you know so much yes. about and animals. Work ethic. And I mean, yes. And just having to prepare for them and prepare the home for them, you would have to know what, what do they need? Um, you know, what boundaries do they need to have? How are, you know, do, how are they going to thrive, you know, and be and, the you know, healthy. the reason, yeah, the reason we got them and we decided finally to do it. I mean, he had been researching for over a year and he wow. was coming to us every night. Like, do you know that they need this kind of house? And do you know you need to do this? And this kind of breed does this and that. And he right. had a notebook that he was taking notes. Now I wasn't helping him over the summer with reading and writing. Cause we were sort of on summer vacation, you know, right. right. His reading and writing exploded because he yes. was, constantly writing in his little notebook and reading his goat books. And I said to him, you have done more reading and writing and I've seen you improve so much. And he said, well, that's because this is something interesting to me. So right right there, like you said, God is using our children to teach us, right? Exactly. And he's telling you, this is interesting. And that's why I'm learning. And it's like, oh, it's really that easy, you know? It, so it really is. And I, I just want to stop and pause there for just a second, moms. Did you hear that? It is that easy, but I think it means we have to slow down. We have to trust enough to slow down and mm-hmm. wait for what God might do. And sometimes, you know, when we have that checklist and we're nervous about the scope and sequence chart. Please don't read those. Mm-hmm. Don't read those. Yeah. <laughs> because every totally. child is different. And Absolutely. I believe God's going to give us a, a, a gut feeling if um, something is not right and we need to find resources to help them with that. But I honestly think what's lacking the most when it comes to education, at least in our culture, is um, is is uh, this interest, this child-led interest. Mm -hmm. aspect where we trust the children. Well, we trust God enough Mm -hmm. that he created these children, that they are curious, that they are natural learners. And if we just are patient, all all of a sudden they will take off on on one thing. And and obviously they switch things. I mean, I've watched our kids over the years. (laughs) 
super interested in this. One was, you know, bull riding for a couple yes. of years and, you know, I all these you. different things about bull riding. And they're like, okay, I don't know where this is going to go, but, and right. then, you know, then it goes into something else. But the, the point is they have the freedom to do that. And explore the different things that exactly. come in and out. Definitely. Yes, exactly. absolutely. I had to laugh the other day because our daughter texted me and was telling me um, one of those moments she had with her uh, four-year-old, our grandson, uh, she said that his name is Nate. And she said that all on his own this morning, he was checking out some slugs and worms on the cement and he jumped up and said, mom, I need my big bug book. And he Aww. brought it back out and he opened up the worm caterpillar section and compared it to what he was studying on the ground. Oh, how and sweet is that? Yes. Yeah, so she said my four-year-old and he's barely four. Oh, just, wow. uh, totally used a nature reference book on his own and he doesn't even know how to read <laughs> That is so awesome. But those are the things that, you know, you hope that other moms would be encouraged. Like, see, it's okay. Like, let them just explore. Exactly. You know, like preschool, people always ask me, what's the best curriculum at preschool? I'm like, what? Mom, that's the best curriculum. A mom that looks your child in the eyes. Mm -hmm. A mom that builds a relationship with your, you know, your child. And a mom that answers all those why, 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 why questions. Because right there, that's their curriculum. Exactly. And so, you know, your little four-year-old grandchild, that's what he's doing. He's, he's learning on his own and it's not this forced thing. And so- Right. And moms are afraid of that though, because of the whole culture we live in promotes testing and starting everything early and reading at two years old and (laughs) all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. And the bottom line is we have to rethink our idea of education. Mm -hmm. You know, it really is about, um, it's about the child becoming a lifelong learner. And Mm -hmm. so I think, um, it's one of those things that is, again, it's, it takes patience and it takes um, an un, sort of an unhurried heart to do that. But in the end, if you um, allow your child that time and that space, you will have a lifelong learner. And, mm-hmm. um, and I just, and I love it. I have loved watching that all play out. And now I'm getting to watch it in my grandchildren. It is just awesome. the best thing ever. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about, um, about simplifying. You know, we, mm-hmm. um, we talk about simplifying, like you said, not just for the sake of simplifying, but to enable us to stay focused on what's most important, our walk with God. You mm-hmm. know, um, the scriptures say that to guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. And what God is saying and says many places in the scripture is um, in so many different ways is that we live out of our hearts. Mm-hmm. So how we respond to the pressures of life um, really reveal what's in our hearts. Yes. And that's why it's so important to guard them. And I think that's, um, that's really the crux of your message. Mm-hmm. You're saying yeah. simplifying, isn't that, aren't you saying that's a way of guarding our hearts? Absolutely. And um, in the early years of my homeschooling journey, I was getting caught up in the worldly aspect of it. You know, I didn't know hardly anything about homeschooling when I started. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually look back at that and I wish I could be so naive now because when I started homeschooling, a friend gave me her kindergarten curriculum and she was like, here, you can use this. We're done with it. I was like, okay, great. And another friend said to me, oh, that's what you're using? And I was like, well, yeah. And she's like, did you know there was anything else? I'm like, no. (laughs) I had this childlike faith. Like, Mm -hmm. my friend gave me this curriculum. I'm going to use it and we'll homeschool. But when I realized there was so much out there and I started to look at everything, my heart very quickly 
forgot that God was the one who called me to homeschool because that's the reason I started. I I didn't want to homeschool. I had no <laughs> desire to homeschool, but I felt <laughs> the like- The reluctant homeschooler. <laughs> that was me. I felt like, I, and I know, I didn't feel, I know that God was calling me to do it. And so we said, okay, you know, we'll do it. And I was so afraid, but I was trusting him and I walked out in faith. And so my heart was turned toward the Lord and I was, here I was one curriculum. I don't have to look at anything else and we're going to homeschool. And a few years into it, really a year into it, probably I started going on the internet and seeking out. I didn't even have Facebook yet. Thank the Lord. I know, right? (laughs) It didn't even exist. Honestly, if those things existed back then, I probably would have quit because I would have just been feeling so defeated. Right. But I was starting to find information out there about homeschooling. And then I was thinking, oh, it has to look like this. And oh, we need to do that. And there's all these curriculums out there and I need to do all this stuff. And my heart shifted to the worldly and um, almost more selfish. Like mm-hmm. I want to do this for, you know, to, to make my kids look good. Like we know what we're doing. Right. <laughs> or, right. you know, I want right. to do this and portraying, portraying that um, image of I knew what I was doing. I'm the perfect homeschooler and forgetting that God had called me to this. And it was about so much more than academics. And here we are, you know, a few years in and I'm just like drowning, feeling like I don't know what I'm doing. And I went and looked at the the, um, local Christian school because I didn't think I knew what I was doing. And then I realized, no, God called me to this and I've taken my eyes off of him. I'm going to put my eyes back on him, not what everybody else is doing and completely seek him in everything I do. Mm. And that's the heart, you know, that's where you change. And, um, letting him lead us rather than me thinking I was in charge. Right. And, um, and then I wrote my book called Home, which was all about that whole shift. And, and that's all about letting God lead your homeschool. And that's been the biggest lesson in this journey is every day submitting to him, mm-hmm. every day acting in his strength and his um, power and not in my own ability. And you know, that's where that heart comes in. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and can you just share as you, okay, so I'm going to go back in your, in your story a little bit. So mm-hmm. you were feeling overwhelmed and you were like, at what point, what was kind of like the, the, <clears throat> the change, the thing that made you realize what you were doing and, and then what steps did you take? Okay. I think when I was feeling like I was drowning, cause here I was, I wanted the, like, I wanted the illusion, I think. You know, I wanted people, because a lot of people were against me homeschooling, including my family. Mm -hmm. A lot of friends even were like, what are you doing? So I wanted my house to look like a good homeschooler. You know, we have to have all the books out on the shelves and the posters and trying to make everything and trying to keep up with that and trying to, and then just my own, I didn't even need people to, you know, be negative because in my own head, I was feeling overwhelmed by the amount of, information with how you should homeschool. You know, I went into this, like I said, with a childlike faith, here's a curriculum, let's do it. (laughs) And God told me to, let's do it. To, oh my goodness, there's hundreds of ways to do this. There's, you know, unschooling and then there's traditional and there's Charlotte Mason and, and all these things. And I was floundering 
because I would start one thing, then read about something else and then try that Mm -hmm. and then read about something else and switch to that. Or, you know, just talking to people, other homeschoolers, and they would be like, oh, my child's doing this and that. And I'm like, we're not. <sighs> Isn't so that then, the worst? I uh, then I'm that. A, yeah, then I'm, I'm a failure. So I need to switch and I need to change. Hello? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, it sounded like my thing went off. So oh. <laughs> anyway, we, um, I started to feel like I was floundering and I was just thinking, I can't do this. I am floundering. So I went to look at the local school. And, um, I knew when I was there, just like I knew that God was calling me to homeschool, I knew he wasn't calling her Mm. to go into that school. Mm -hmm. And I shifted in my thinking probably shortly after that. And, 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 you know, it's like when you remember what God has done, because so quickly, you know, God does something great and then we forget and we start to just go back. And I started to remember that God has really called me to this. And that's really when I started writing about it more and, and really, um, you know, um, following this journey of just wanting to keep my eyes fixed on him and writing about it and encouraging others to do it actually helped me to keep right. my focus. Right. You know? I hear you. Yeah. So, absolutely. yeah. So then I started that shift and like, no, these are not like, I was seeing people all over running around, like just making it almost like an idol homeschooling, mm-hmm. like, you know, having all the best curriculum, having all the extra curricular activities, having all the, the stuff that goes with homeschooling, you know, I, I remember thinking, how many educational games do I need and posters and puzzles? <laughs> you know? When does it end? Yeah. Was I, was I taking all this stuff and, and having it in my home so that I looked like a good homeschooler mm-hmm. or was it really necessary? And I started to really feel like I want to just eliminate all this extra fluff and all this extra clutter because it's weighing me down mm-hmm. and it has been so freeing. And it's not to say that I'm perfect because I still go and, you know, back to those old habits or I still can obviously struggle at times. But mm-hmm. when I go back to that first year and say, you know, God, you were the one who called me here. This isn't about me. This isn't about um, what I can do, but it's about what you can do. So when I go back to that mindset, um, it, it just keeps me focused. That's right. And, and it's really, God wants to do a work in us as homeschooling moms through this homeschooling journey. I always tell people, and they kind of look at me like I'm crazy sometimes because I think they misunderstand me, but I always say I've learned far more than my children ever have in this whole oh, amen. <laughs> they look at me like, like, I mean, history or math. I'm like, no, that's not no. what I mean. I mean, my own heart and Absolutely. what I've learned about myself. And, you know, there's nothing, um, homeschooling is humbling mm-hmm. um, because you really come to the end of yourself countless times throughout this journey. So I just want to be encouraging to the moms who are listening. If you find, have found yourself coming to the end of yourself over and over again, guess what? That's what this journey is about. Absolutely. This journey is about coming to the end of ourselves because when we realize um, that we can't do it and we begin to allow our uh, pride, um, you, you know, I think that's kind of what you were dealing with in, in those early years. Um, Absolutely. For God to, we've got to, in order to make room for him to be working, these other things have to be worked out. And so there's right. this ongoing process of God working things out so that he can mm-hmm. work himself in yep. to us and into what he wants to do in our families. And it's never going to look perfect. I can mm-hmm. tell you from, I don't know how many thousands of homeschooling days I've had, but not one of them was perfect. 
not one. And so I'm always thinking, I want to say, because I think it's tempting as homeschooling moms to constantly be shooting for that perfect homeschooling day and not just one, but we really want a lot of them. And it's just not what that journey looks like. It is, it is about, it's not about perfection or what we perceive as perfection, right? about facilitating what God is orchestrating. So I, what I'm hearing you say is, cause it can sound kind of like, I mean, it, we, we know we want to be led by the Lord. We know we want to be focused on him, but what does that look like um, at a street level? And right. you mentioned, you know, just that yielding to him every day. And I think that's, uh, you know, if, you know, to start our days like that, just remembering, remembering how good he is, remembering that he's sovereign, remembering that he's called us to this and that he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies Mm -hmm. the called. So he qualifies us along the way. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if a mom has a third grader right now and she's freaking out about middle school or high school, don't, you don't Mm -hmm. have to worry about that right now. You're qualified to teach your third grader today. Right. (laughs) And that's it. And that's the beauty of this. It really is a journey and every family's journey is going to look different. Yes. And I would say by God's grace, that first year, I said I was only doing it for one year. (laughs) Here we are. But um, I think that's where my head needed to be because I I could never have imagined doing it year after year and, you know, up to middle school and high school. And we're graduating our first this year. Oh, that's awesome. And I used to say, there's no way we'll do high school. But again, just like you said, I love that. You aren't qualified yet to do high school. You're just for third grade right now. You know, whatever you are in, just be there and trust God. That's right. He's going to equip you. Exactly. And as we let go, you know, because this is really... Honestly, homeschooling isn't really as much about grabbing onto things as it's about letting go of things oh, yes. and, and letting go and trusting God and seeing him work. So as we see him work year after year, you know, day after day, month after month, year after year, as we follow his lead, by the time we get into those upper, you know, middle school and high school years, we know God's at work. He's already working in my child. And I can see so much of that by then. And I can see that um, they're owning what they're doing. Mm -hmm. This is something that we've really encouraged our kids, you know, just slowly encouraging total ownership of their education so that Mm -hmm. when they're in high school, I am almost completely hands off. When yep, that's us. <laughs> and, and so moms out there who are worried about high school, you just keep walking in obedience to the Lord. And when you get to that place, you're going to be ready. You're going to be ready for it. And your child's going to be ready for it. When you see how capable they are and mm-hmm. how much they learn naturally, um, and, and you see that year after year, you'll have confidence to be able to let go and say, okay, you know, we sit down with our, our ninth grader and we say, okay, you're about to embark on a journey through the high school years and you're, you are actually working towards a goal, a diploma. And so these are the credits that you're going to need to, to meet. Let's talk about how you want to do that. And, you know, talking about how we're going to approach meeting those requirements and, um, you know, just kind of pushing more of that ownership over onto them. And it's just so fun to hear their ideas and their ways of, um, of approaching things. They, They would think of things that I would have never thought of, you know, and but it's that letting go, you know? So, 
So tell me when you decided to simplify, um, Mm -hmm. what are some of the things you did like in your home and with your curriculum and even along the way, what are, do you have certain moments that you can just go back to and go, yeah, we did this and it was a huge deal. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a simple girl. I always say, you know, I, I idealize little house on the prairie, you know, I I wish that was me, (laughs) even though I know I wouldn't survive one day. I know. Right. (laughs) I like my running water and my indoor toilet. But there's something that's always been inside of me that um, really, I always look at things as like in the grand scheme of things, does this matter? You know, like I've been the one that if you put me in charge of the homeschooling party, I'm like, okay, we're doing cookies and juice. Like we're going to make it easy. (laughs) I'll be in charge, but I'm telling you, no Pinterest decorations. That's right. (laughs) No little like, you know, fancy things where because I'm always about getting to the heart, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've just always sort of been that way, keeping like that mindset of, you know, is it really worth all the extra stuff in the grand scheme of things? So, you know, at, at times in homeschooling, because there, I feel like there's so much stuff, you know, there's so much stuff that will come along with homeschooling. I feel like I, um, I have sort of had to step back and be like, remember who you are. Don't get caught up in this. Don't get, you know, because you hear the ladies at co-op talking about all these, you know, classes you can take somewhere or, you know, doing this and doing that, not getting caught up. So along the way, I've definitely had to filter out all those voices of, you know, everyone else and really just listen to God. I mean, I constantly have to bring it back to, would that work for our family? Like I get stressed out when I'm and when I have a busy schedule, some people thrive on that. Some people also think it's like a badge of honor. You know, look how right. successful we are right. because we're so busy. Me, I am not ashamed to admit, I love to be home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we went out once this week <laughs> and that's my, you know, because people look at you like, oh, you're not busy. You know, you're not responding when someone says, how are you with, I'm so busy, so busy. Right. No, you know, it's okay to slow down. Mm-hmm. It's okay to enjoy. So I've constantly kind of had to go back to to just remembering that I am not homeschooling to look like anybody else's family. God has a unique purpose for our family and he will work through our family the way he designed us. Like I said, I'm designed not to be really busy. Some people thrive on that Mm -hmm. and that's wonderful. So we don't compare with each other. But I just remember, um, you know, in the early years feeling pressure to join a co-op because my friends were. And I did, and it was not for us. Mm -hmm. And then having to say, you know what, we're not doing it the next year. It's, you have to take that step. You cannot do these things for other people or how you think you should look or pleasing others. That's right. So um, I had to step back at that time. I remember, I remember going to homeschooling conventions and walking through that exhibit hall when I was a new homeschooler and wanting to cry because Mm -hmm. I saw all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And even now I speak at homeschooling conventions. I don't like, you know, to get caught up in all that stuff because I know, I know what we're using. So I don't want to go looking at all that. I'm exactly the same way. I cannot handle the vendor hall. (laughs) I'm sorry. No offense to homeschooling. I know they're a huge blessing to a lot of people and people find great things there and and they're wonderful. Yes. in so many ways. But for me, um, I never actually even went 
to conferences until mm-hmm. like a couple of years ago, only because I was traveling with Heidi St. John and mm-hmm. she invited me. And so right. I went. And so I, I ended up at one of the biggest ones in the country. And I told myself, well, Dorinda, you know, you know, you know yourself by now, obviously <laughs> you've been homeschooling for 20 years at that time. And you could handle this vendor hall. Like you, oh no, you couldn't, oh, right? Oh <laughs> my gosh. No, I went down two aisles and I went, I'm done. I can't do this, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. and, um, and it was, it really came down to, you know, I have such a simple approach and our kids are thriving with it and we're homeschooling from where we live as a family. And I think right. that is such a huge thing to take into consideration your husband, your children, right. when, when do things start to put strains on relationships? Because to right. me, that's a huge red flag that we're doing too much or we're not doing we're doing things we shouldn't, or we're, you know, right, not, right. should or whatever. There's this feeling of uneasiness. Yes. And so I just want to encourage moms. I want to give you something practical here mm-hmm. um, to, we're kind of getting down to the nuts and bolts of it to, to your own, um, something practical that has to do with your own heart. And that is watch for that feeling of uneasiness Yes. and let, give yourself permission to be okay to say that's not for us. Right. Yes. And there was one year where we took a huge leap of faith. We were, we were starting to, you know, get into that mode of uh, just what you said, uneasiness and just, you know, everything was feeling hard and like a burden and Mm -hmm. losing the joy and, um, you know, just again, feeling inadequate and all that. And I had that idea to use the Bible as our main textbook for one year and to kind of not use curriculum. We only use the Bible, which seemed crazy, except we did do math. I always have to say that. We did use a math book because I didn't trust myself with that. I I would be right there with you. Right. I was like, I can't do that. But everything else. And it was like, okay, that's crazy, you know, because there's all this curriculum available and why would I do that? But I really felt like God was like, you can't be in the the Bible six hours a day with your kids and not be transformed. Like Mm -hmm. this can't go wrong. And so, (laughs) you know, like how could that be a bad thing? Right. So, and that was really what stood out to me. And so we did that, but I was in this place where it was like, I just need to kind of shut out all that other stuff and just get back to the basics. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, that was the year my husband lost his job. We started in September. He lost his job in October. And I was like, praise the Lord, because he knew not only did I not waste money on all kinds of curriculum I wasn't going to use because we wouldn't, we would, we wouldn't have needed money at that point, but he knew that I was, our whole family was going to need to be in the Bible more than ever that year. Mm -hmm. We were going to need to cling to him. So that year I look at as such a turning point for us too, because I didn't have money to go out and buy extra curriculum. I didn't have money to go try to buy like perfect little decorations for my homeschool area and make everything look just so, or, you know, buying pretty baskets when I could just use plastic containers from, you know, the dollar store. The dollar store, yeah. (laughs) Right? So I didn't have any of that. And it was our best year because God took out all the distractions. He simplified for me. So I was getting to this place where I was starting to feel overwhelmed. He simplified for me. He was like, here, we're going to strip it all away. You're going to teach your children from my word mm. and watch what happens. And it was our best year mm. ever. And it was the year where we grew so much in our faith. Um, but yet we still learned so much because the Bible was full of history and science. And, um, you know, we did all of our reading and writing from 
the text that we were mm-hmm. that we were in at the time. But I will say, because people always ask me this, why aren't you doing it now? It was so great. And I'm being completely real and honest. It was hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'm bet. Like the, I'm the type of homeschool mom that instead of lesson planning, I write down what we did at the end of the day. You I, know, Amen, of, sister. I'm all so, about that. So it was very much out of my comfort zone because I really did sort of have to plan like what we were doing. And um, there was just a lot of work. So I feel like God used it in that season and that was okay. We didn't have to do it forever, but it was the best year because mm. everything was stripped away. We truly were able to simplify. And guess what? I didn't ruin my kids by taking away all of the curriculum. I, I know that is awesome. And I love that whole idea of simplifying um, again, not to be, you know, a minimalist groupie or a, right. you know, cause there's all of that going. There's so many groups and um, things going on out there. And I just, we need to unplug from all of that and mm-hmm. really pull back. And I struggle with it myself because when you have an online ministry, mm-hmm. you have to be online. I mean, and so right there I, with you. I have thing. to do yep. things like I, you know, just for, for, you know, an unspecified amount of time, I will just not, Go scroll through the Facebook right. feed or Instagram feed. If I post something, I just post something and I walk away right. or I deal with whatever notifications, you know, that I need to, if I need to answer someone's question or something, but other than, right. and it's, and it's on my computer for a specified time in the day. And I leave my phone in another room so I can hear it ring. If somebody calls me or our, one of our grown kids texts me or something, but right. other than that, I'm not checking it. And it is so hard to do. I can't believe how easy it is to just pick it up over and over again. But every time I pull back and make myself do that, I, I'm just amazed at how my thought patterns change and how mm-hmm. I start paying attention to different things. I'm actually really fully engaged with what's going on right here and now. Right. And we know from, you know, obviously the research that's just starting to come out um, right. that th- these things rewire our brains um, yeah. and how they think. And pretty soon we aren't able to focus like we used to be able to focus. So all that to say, it's, it can be wonderful. Like, you know, obviously it's wonderful. We can do this, you know, you're, right. you're up in New Jersey and I'm down here in I North know, Carolina. We're, <laughs> we're chatting and we're friends and we have gotten to know each other and we get to encourage moms through all of this, but it's understanding that like you were saying earlier, we have to yield it all mm-hmm. to God and let him um, lead us. And we, we facilitate what we we see him um, kind of unfolding in front of us and what he wants us to do and not do. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. So, wow, that is just awesome. So I'm just curious. I just have to, I'm sure moms are going to wonder about this. So, (laughs) um, so when you were, I love what you said about um, writing down at the end of the day, what you do, because Mm -hmm. I think that lends itself to more of a mindset of facilitating what God is orchestrating. So you're open, you have a plan, obviously, Mm -hmm. because God Mm -hmm. says, um, you know, we make our plans, but God directs our steps. So we have a simple plan, um, Mm -hmm. but then we are also open to following the Lord's lead if something else comes along and steers our kids a little different direction. Um, it's, It's nothing you learn to do perfectly. It's just a constant having to do this in relationship with God, you know, and, and leaning into him. But I want to hear a little bit about how you did that Bible sure. thing. I'm really curious, oh, okay. you know, how um, you taught them from the Bible. 
First, I'll say I have a free ebook that outlines the whole thing um, on five. It's actually on Bible-based homeschooling, but you can find it on Simply Living for Him as well. And so that kind of outlines how we did the whole thing. But what I did was in August, before we started that year, I kind of just sat down and I said, we're just going to go through Genesis. I had planned on only doing it to December to sort of get a feel for things, but then we ended up going all the way through the school year. Um, But we started with Genesis and we just read through, like it was generally, I think, a chapter a day. And my kids were younger at the time. I had a preschooler and I think my oldest was only in sixth grade and I have four kids. So whatever else in between um, preschool and sixth grade. And so what I did was we would read the same chapter for the week and I would read it the first day. And then each day after one of the other kids would read it out loud in the morning. And then it wasn't like we had science time every day, history time every day, writing. It was sort of like some days were all science. Some days were all history stuff. Some days we focused more on writing. Um, And so I had assignments for each child depending on their age. But I mean, you could just do Genesis for like the whole year. I mean, the creation week alone, there was science in there, you know, with the animals. I mean, you could just go on and on forever. Um, But I had different assignments for each child. I had made spelling lists for each child based on the words in the in the chapter. So when we were reading out loud, when they saw their words, they would raise their hand and have to like say them or spell them, or they would just have to um, kind of, you know, recognize the word in, you know, being used in real context. There. I love that. There's then, a lot going on just in that exercise alone. Yeah. I love so that. we sort of did it like that. So we read the same, and I remember thinking, we're going to read the same chapter every day for a week. That'll be weird. But I was like, no, every day we got something new out of it. And it was, I mean, you could go on forever. You could really have read it for weeks. <laughs> and still been in the same chapter, but, Mm -hmm. um, and there was a lot in there, you know, with the flood, um, you know, there was a lot that we used, um, resources for science and studying different things. And then I took all their, um, creative writing assignments out of there or just writing in general. I would give them, I think writing assignments like once a week would be, you know, for each of the different ages. But so my older one maybe would have to do like a creative writing. And I have all the examples, um, actually in the free ebook of how we did it. But, um, it would be like, you know, say you were Joseph and you were just um, abandoned by your family. You know, how do you feel? And kind of like one of them was like, write a newspaper article about the flood that just occurred, you know, over the world. And right. so anyway, kind of different creative things based on the stories that we were reading in the Bible. Um, and so we would just get all of our um our studies from the chapter that we were in. And then again, we all had, they all had their separate math books that they sort right, of just read right. as well. Well, that is <laughs> there awesome. Was, there was a lot of math even, you know, with Noah's Ark and building the Ark. I mean, there was, there was a lot in there that we kind of used other supplements. So when I say I used the Bible as our main textbook, I would say that was our spine. And then of course I pulled in sometimes videos from Answers in Genesis or right. other books from the library. Um, and you know, even the preschooler, he, the creation week, I remember was just so full of stuff for him and, and even just orderliness, you know, learning the ordinal numbers, you know, with the first and second, there's so much in there. Um, but again, it was a lot of work and I would, (laughs) people are like, why don't you write that into a curriculum? I'm like, oh no, 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 no. It was hard enough to do it for myself. (laughs) Like I have the ebook that outlines how we did it, but I I don't want to take responsibility for anyone else's. I hear you. I hear you. And I think too, that, you know, again, a mom can go and look at that and take pieces of it. And use pieces, absolutely. You know? and or just get ideas. You know, you could do like a unit study. If you're in a place right. where you're feeling overwhelmed and you're just like, 
ah, with everything, just take a little break and just do, you know, maybe four weeks of using the Bible as your main textbook. Right, right, right. And I think it's so good sometimes to just take a break from everything and do something else. Now, um, I'm true confessions here. My Mm -hmm. breaks typically were, we're going to get this house in order. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) We're purging, we're organizing. I can't take it anymore. And so, you know, everyone would go to work and we'd spend sometimes a week. And what I found, I would, Mm -hmm. I would give myself the whole week. And, and I found that if we really, um, engaged, it it didn't take us that long, probably because there were a lot of us, but, um, you know, and I think also, I don't know. I think I would have been more tempted to make our curriculum and things more complicated if I hadn't had eight kids. So I don't give myself too much credit for, you know, like <laughs> being so wise. It was more like survival. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like I want to homeschool. I know I'm called to homeschool, but I can't do more than this. And, you know, and then there would be, you know, those moments here and there where I would feel terribly guilty for that. And Mm -hmm. I would just take it back to the Lord. And every time I took it to him and said, Lord, you know, I just poured my heart out to him. And I think this is so important for us to do, um, to tell him exactly how we're feeling about whatever, you know, I mean, I've had kids that I felt like were struggling. I didn't know how to help them. Um, Adding another curriculum to the mix felt absolutely that uneasy feeling was there. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't understand how God was going to work it out. And he would, you know, and I've got some of the craziest stories about how he did it um, that I just, he just proved himself faithful over and over and over again. Because the truth is he loves our kids more than we do. Right. And he is sovereign over their lives and he has the power to work in their little hearts and to, um, and to help us educate our kids. Like, I feel like God is, is like the, the main guy. He like, he's the main teacher. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And I'm sort of like the teacher's aide, you know, he just tells me what to do and you know, what, you know, where to go and where to take these kids and you know, whatever, or where to, you know, follow them too. I and always say that we think we're in charge of our homeschool, but we're not. We're and not. that's, isn't that freeing? Because I don't want to be in charge. I'll I mess know. it up. Right. <laughs> you know? I don't, I don't so, need that much responsibility, you know? Right. Yeah. So when we listen to him and we listen to his voice above everything else, because this world is noisy, it like is you were noisy. saying. Yes. And just, you know, just being with other people or sometimes our own worst enemy is our own thoughts, right? Mm-hmm. Those can be very noisy. So just filling your mind with God's truth, being in the word. I think it's easier to live simply when you are filled with God's word mm-hmm. and you're filled with his truth. Because like I said, then you don't desire all those other things. You just, you don't desire and you're not looking to sort of um, accomplish all these things or keep up with anybody else because you're filled up on the truth of who right. you are. That's and- right. And there is a peace that comes with that that is unmatched right. by any other efforts doing anything Absolutely. else. And I think mm-hmm. the older we get, um, I, I'm sure you can relate to this, the more you know like yes. you just know you yes. it's so clear when it's peace and when it's mm-hmm. not and right absolutely and so that that part does get easier 
over over the years, I think, the longer you do it. And so I just want to encourage moms out there as you continue to walk this out, there are aspects of it that do get easier. And, oh, yes. um, and, and then there's always new challenges, but then having had those experiences where you've seen God work um, and you take the time to remember that, um, it, it, it kind of builds our faith to trust him for the next thing. And I always tell moms to keep a journal, keep a journal. And um, not because of who you are right now needs that journal, but in a few years you can read and look back and see what God has done. Cause we forget, we that's always right. forget. Um, oh, that God, that's right. He worked through this. Or you see that thing you were praying about and you're like, Oh my goodness, I was so upset about that. And here we are, you know, four years later and it's been solved Right. journal so that you can remember those testimonies and you can remember his faithfulness. And it encourages, I always say it, it will encourage your future self. Yes. It might not be for right now, but it is such an encouragement later on. Cause I I've done that. And I look back and I'm like, I don't even recognize the girl that wrote that first year I was homeschooling. Uh-huh. Um, and it's amazing to see what he's done. And then that helps you to go move forward. That right. helps increase your faith and realize, wow, he has been here every step of the way. So write it down, mm-hmm. write down. It doesn't have to be a fancy journal. You don't have to go get him one of those right. like journaling things. Just write it down in a notebook, you know, That's um, right. just write down how you're feeling. Don't worry about journaling right or journaling wrong. It's just your thoughts with the Lord. That's and, right. Um, it's a free write. You know, Absolutely. You know, then people get stressed out. Oh, I got to get a journal. I got to write. No, just write it in a notebook. You know, do I have to do it a certain way? No, you don't need fancy pens. Just That's right. And the more you do it, the more easily I think it comes. And, and it's really a kind of a way to unload a little bit. And it is, it can be a way to pour our hearts out to God. And that's what I was um, mentioning earlier is we want to pour our hearts out before the Lord. He wants us to, he is not burdened by it. You know, we, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we see him like another human being who would just be discouraged by, you right. know, what we're saying. And he's not, he doesn't see any of these things that we come to him with as an obstacle, right. you know? And in, in fact, he, um, I love that Psalm that talks about how he bends down mm-hmm. to, listen listen. to the prayers of his people. And, um, so he wants to hear that and he wants to answer and ask specifically because he loves to answer specifically. And, mm-hmm. and again, when you get that answer, you can get that down in your journal and oh my yeah. goodness, it's, it's fantastic. But, yes. um, but yeah, well, I am, I think I'm so thankful that you are here with me today and I'm, yeah. I so appreciate you taking the time. Oh, well, I'm to- grateful to be here. Yeah, you're just such an encouragement. It's so fun um, talking with you and just relating some of our experiences. We've talked some, but this has just been um, a blast. I love it. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I mean, like I said, you have always been somebody that it just so resonates with me that it's like Mm -hmm. she gets it. She gets it. And so I think we're on a lot of the same wavelength. Yeah. Yes. It's fun to encourage other people in that because I always think, well, everybody knows this. I don't have to say right, this again. Right. And then people are like, no, I never thought of it that way. So right. I think it's important that we keep um, trying to point. It's all about just pointing homeschooling moms to Jesus. It's That's all right. about pointing them back to him. That is my mission with um, speaking to homeschooling moms or just 
speaking to women is it's not about what I say. It's not about what I've done and in my homeschool. It's just about if I could point somebody to Jesus and say, that is the answer for all of your struggles. That is where you will find that peace in your daily chaos, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just pointing back to him. And I know that's what you do. And so I'm just grateful that there's other um, speakers and writers out there that do the same. Yeah, I think it's so good because I think it's affirming to moms as well. Like, oh, it's more than one person saying this. And, (laughs) you know, and it's like the Lord and I feel like the Lord is moving um, in the homeschool community in that way um, to just encourage um, that that idea of simplification of really um, asking him to help us to be engaged with our kids and yes. um, to be that warm, loving, responsive parent. You know, I, I love to share that. Um, I, I was reading, I've read, you've read Raymond and Dorothy Moore's books, I'm sure. Yeah. And one of the things that he talks about is this Smithsonian Institute did a study on geniuses. And um, the absolute, this was so fascinating. The thing that they had in common, one of the main things that geniuses had in common were warm, loving, engaged parents. Hmm. And I just thought that was so fascinating. And just homeschooling is such a great way to, um, to just be there with our kids through all of these different moments throughout their development and their mm-hmm. childhood. And um, it, it can be exhausting some sometimes. And yes, sometimes we need a break. But overall, um, that living life alongside of each other and, mm-hmm. and, and walking out relationship with God um, before our kids, modeling yeah. that for them. What does that look like? Because right. we want them to see a real, right. sovereign, good God. We want them to see him for who he is. Right. And, um, and, and this just all works so beautifully together. But again, we have to keep our eyes on him. So, yeah. um, but before we leave, can you tell me, um, can you tell the moms how mm-hmm. to connect with you? And I'll include this information in the podcast notes as well. Sure. You can find my blog is um, simplylivingforhim.com and also have a Facebook page for Simply Living For Him and on Instagram, you can follow me at Simply Living For Him. I also have a website, Bible-Based Homeschooling, and that is more of a website where I share resources for the Christian homeschooling family. But I would love to connect with you over um, over on the Facebook page or on Instagram. Uh, you'll see a lot of goats these days on my Instagram <laughs> <laughs> real life over here with the goats and the chickens. Right. <laughs> but oh, and I also have my podcast. I have the Simply Living for Him podcast with a new episode every Friday. And it's not always just about homeschooling. In fact, it's it's just various topics. I always say it's about hobby farm life or simple life or homeschooling, but it's mostly just about Jesus. It's always bringing it back to um, getting rid of distractions and clutter in our lives, in whatever area of our lives that we struggle with so that we can focus on him. I love that. Well, thanks again. And thank you, moms, for being here with us today. Um, We're going to just close with a real quick prayer. Lord, we thank you for this time together. God, we thank you for this topic, Lord, that is so important, especially to homeschooling moms who are, um, have taken on um, a huge job, and yet you are the one who makes it doable, Lord. So I just pray for each and every mom who's listening that you would give her clarity of heart and mind and show her the ways that she can simplify and bring this joy, Lord, back into their homeschooling. Thank you so much. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 <laughs>